been I've been bullied into submission. I do call it football now, but yes, soccer, not American football, the one with the feet. Yeah, but football is massive over here. It is yeah, practically a religion. It's um, massive pretty much everywhere in the world except for the United States. I, honest to goodness, was listening to a guy talk about singing Abide With Me at the FA Cup final. And he was like, it's because it matters to us because, like, football is more important than life and death. And that's why we <laughs> sing this song. And I was just like, you need Jesus. <laughs> And we're back with another episode of Him Partial, where we talk all things church music. I'm Monet Funka. And I'm Cara Devereaux. And today we're going to be speaking about the hymn Abide With Me. That's right. But before we dig in, just to remind you, like and subscribe. And we have also an all new email list, which is really exciting. Um, So you can get our episodes delivered straight to your inbox with no effort on your part. All you have to do is go to himpartial.com to sign up and you get exclusive content every week. Written by this girl over here. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are at himpartial.com on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's right. So this week we're talking about quite a famous hymn, um, or at least it is in the UK. I don't know so much about America. Um, We're talking about this hymn because we love to hear from you guys and we do listen to our listeners. And you guys voted that this was the song you wanted to hear about. Um, Personally, I was pretty reluctant because... It, it's not a song that I have liked. Really? Yes. I have a bit of baggage around it, but um, having looked into it more, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I can't say I have any baggage. This is not a song I'm super familiar with at all. Oh, I was just going to ask you if oh, you knew sorry. it at all. <laughs> no, it's I always fine. jumping the gun over here. That's <laughs> all right. We just read each other's minds. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So in Scotland... Um, Maybe in England too, that would make sense. Abide With Me is a very sentimental song. How so? Well, it's it's a classic for Remembrance Day. I don't know what the equivalent is. Is it Veterans Day in the States? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just show my ignorance. I really confuse Veterans Day and Memorial Day. I want to say Memorial Day is the same as Remembrance Day. Is the one that's in autumn. It's the one in November that it's the two minute silence marks the end of World War One. That is Memorial Day, but we have ours in September. No, you guys first turned week. up late. Yeah, September, the first week of September. We're early. We're earlier than you. Yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> I think it's that anyway. one. Somebody tell me because I really, I should, I think Veterans Day is any vet anywhere. And then, no, Memorial Day is May. Veterans Day that's late. I'm confusing Labor Day, Veterans Day. Sorry, I've taken no, this it's off okay. the tangent. But basically, it, it's, it's used for any remembrance service. So yeah. not just November, if they're doing um, a military remembrance for anything. It's generally, they'll sing Abide With Me. Um, I'm sure you'll tell us why, but that seems strange. Why? <laughs> um, I actually don't have a reason for really? that. <laughs> so it's also like a classic. It's a staple for funerals. So... It tends to be unbelievers, but churchgoers. So sort of vaguely religious, but not believers will have this one at their funeral because lots of people know it. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really weird. (laughs) Um, 
that one and that version of Psalm 23 that goes, the Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. Yeah. He makes me down to lie, which we sang at my granddad's funeral, actually. I only, I don't think, I think I'm only saying that at, in Scotland. <laughs> it's just one that everybody knows. Yeah. You would have learned it in Sunday school if you were that generation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Abide with me is the same. Um, yeah. Combined with a really somber tune, it doesn't really make for great listening. It's not something that stirs up much hopeful emotion in you. Anyway, <laughs> it's true though, if you've we heard it. We really like this song. <laughs> You're going to love this song when I'm done, okay? All right, I like that but challenge. I wouldn't object if anybody out there is good at writing music and would like to write a new tune for it. Yeah. So it's been a providential episode though. Um, today, the day that we're recording, is the day after J.I. Packer passed away. Mm. And also, um, I've, yeah, so it's quite providential. But after all my research, I can finally see past the cultural hypocrisy and the football fanaticism. What? And I know I've learned to appreciate at the very least the words of this song. Okay. You ready? I'm I'm at the edge of my seat. Not no, literally, but she's worried. She doesn't know what I'm gonna say. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna start with um the writer himself, a guy called Henry Francis Light, mm. which is an excellent Victorian name. Like, it sounds yeah, it's pretty it sounds pretty like nice. he wore a monocle or something. <laughs> um do you wanna know something really cool about Henry Francis Light? Yes. Not only was he born in Scotland, big plus, but he shares a birthday with him partial. What? Yep. Our first episode released on June 1st and he was born June 1st. Look at that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't even think about our birthday. Oh, that's so exciting. When we get to June next year, Lord willing. That'll be nice. We'll we should do something fun for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was actually in 1793. So okay. obviously not quite the same birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was born in Scotland, but he was educated in Ireland in Trinity Church College, Trinity College, Dublin. It's a lot of people, I don't know it when you say it, but it has one of the most beautiful libraries in the world. Mm. It's the one where if you see a library in a movie, it's probably Trinity Church really? College. Yeah, seriously. It's been filmed at quite a bit then. Yeah, it's been All filmed right. a lot. And I'll maybe put a picture in the email newsletter this week nice. so that you can see it because it's stunning but you got to sign up to the newsletter at himpartial.com if you want to see this little bit of uh history this little bit of pop culture i mean you can google it but <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> sign up for the letter instead <laughs> yeah anyway there's there's not a ton to say about um mr light reverend light i don't know what you call him um he had a lot of health problems from his birth specifically breathing problems Yikes. He had severe asthma. Okay. Um, and the doctors constantly tried to persuade him to take it easy and to take more care of himself. But mm -hmm. he was just like, nah. Stubborn. Yeah. He was not the kind of guy to kick back and relax. Have you ever heard the phrase, I'd rather burn out than rust out? No. Really? I don't think I've ever heard that phrase, but I understand immediately what it means, especially in this context. Yeah. I mean, there's like variations on it that people yeah. use, yeah. but that's where it came from was him. I've seen like the meme about coffee where it's like some like overly smiley woman 
holding a cup of coffee and it says, I'll sleep when I die. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically like his life philosophy. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I'll rest when I'm dead. Yeah. It's another one. Mm. Um, despite his illness, any guesses what his occupation was? You get no points for this. Well, you said Reverend. Was he a pastor? Yeah, that was a oh. slip up on my part. <laughs> I realized that as like Reverend and I was, I was like, like oh. maybe it was a trick. Maybe you kind of like, you know, you were I throwing it out there sneaky. as a red herring. And then I was like, oh. No, he was a pastor in Devonshire, which is the south west of England. Mm. Um, a small parish called Lower Brixham. Brixham is a town that still exists. Very pretty little seaside town. Um, near Plymouth, if that means anything to anyone. Nope. <laughs> I've only lived in Britain for seven years and I still, every city sounds like a made up town, like in a fairy tale. I'm like, mm, Devonshire. I know exactly There's literally a town called Little Dorking in Britain. <laughs> we have some great, um, great I love town it. names. I love it. Anyway, Little Brixham. Um, it was a fishing town, very poor town, not a lot of educated people. I suspect it was a smuggling port as well because of its location. I googled it and it had like smugglers tavern and stuff and I was like mm. <laughs> so um very fun interesting place yeah. but the weird thing is he seems like a guy everybody really liked him mm-hmm. like there's not a lot bad that anyone will actually say about him. That's good. It is good and um he seems to have had a very warm and caring personality Mm. which is probably one of the reasons why he continued as a pastor against the advice of his doctors yikes because he just he loved the people and he was like i'm gonna keep going because i care about and rust out it's my boy (laughs) um so at 51 he contracted tuberculosis oh my yes um which is not that uncommon back then but he finally decided to listen to his doctors, but he didn't give up pastoring. Mm-hmm. So he kind of split his time between Italy and Brixham. And um, apparently the sunnier climate is better, or they believed that back then. I'm not sure how true it is. It's still true. <laughs> I'm all for sunshine. I'm a sunflower. When the sun comes out, I'm like, yay. Definitely. Sorry, I'm just taking us all off. No, it's totally fine. Tell us more about Mr. Um, Light. We're just going to jump forward three years from his TB diagnosis to 1847. Mm. Um, And there was a specific Sunday in 1847 where the wreck of this man is said to have practically crawled into his pulpit to deliver what would be his final sermon. Yikes. He was just like, nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to preach this last sermon before I trot off to Rome. Um... And that evening, as he was walking along the shore, the words came to him, abide with me, fast falls the eventide. Mm-hmm. And he sat down and he wrote this hymn. Wow. And shortly afterwards, he would set out on the journey to Rome again, but he would never make it. Oh, wow. He died in September, I think it was, in Nice, in the south of France. Wow. Where he was buried. Okay. Tragic. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I guess it kind of makes sense that people associate this song with funerals <laughs> well the words are very very much about death um mm. but i personally don't think it's appropriate as a funeral song okay but we'll get to why in a bit um but i thought because it's quite a heavy thing and it's quite a depressing story 
I would break and talk about some of the cultural significance of this song. Yeah. Not just in our country. All right, good. Cool. Um, this isn't big in, the song isn't big in the US, is it? Do you know? Is it? I can't say that I've ever heard it before, but that's not saying much. Like, I, you know, like we talked about in our, you know, Get to Know Us episode, this is really a new world for me the last decade and a half. Mm. And I only have had pockets of exposure to hymns. But um, like you were saying, you know, we put this poll out for folks to tell us what songs they wanted. And we even had some feedback from some listeners saying, like, you should do Abide With Me because, you know, they it has all this cultural reference, which I'm sure you're going to get into. And I was like, what? And, you know, I obviously listened to the song before we filmed this episode and have been over the last week or so. And I just can't say that I've ever, it doesn't strike any chord, but maybe there's some cross transatlantic influence. For example, folks who um, were, are from the UK or are familiar with these football references who now live in the U.S. or have family. Maybe they have, maybe they're like, oh, you don't know Abide With Me, but I honestly can't say for sure. To be fair, like a lot of our churches don't really sing it. I don't think I've ever sang it in a Baptist church. I've never. It's always been Church of Scotland, which is kind of like not a state church, but kind of a state church. Um, And they're very nominal. And it's one of those sort of old classics that everyone knows, but nobody actually ever thinks about. So... Yeah, although it's really widely known in certain generations, it's not really that well known in sort of our age range and below, I think. I don't know. Anyway, we were chatting yesterday and Monet was reminding me that a friend of ours said that she remembers singing this or her family singing this at uh, the FA Cup final, which I don't know what that is, but it's football or soccer for our American friends. Soccer. Yeah. (laughs) So I've I've been I've been bullied into submission. I do call it football now, but yes, soccer, not American football, the one with the feet. Yeah, but football is massive over here. It yeah, is practically a religion. It's um, massive pretty much everywhere in the world except for the United States. I honest to goodness was listening to a guy talk about singing Abide With Me at the FA Cup final and he was like it's because it matters to us because like football is more important than life and death. And that's why we sing this song. <laughs> I was just like, mm, you need Jesus. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and rewind and read those words out loud. <laughs> yeah, well, the reason it's sung at the FA Cup final is interesting. Tell me. So George V, which is Queen Elizabeth, our current monarch, her granddad, her granddad, attended the cup final in 1927 and because they knew that this was his favorite hymn they decided they'd sing it and then it became a tradition wow just to like just because it was a shout out that turned into a yeah it could have been anything wow imagine if like uh what's his name the one that's not harry william was king and he went to like a cup final and they were like his favorite song's never going to give you up. Yeah. And then it just like became a thing. <laughs> People getting rickrolled at every <laughs> single football match. <laughs> um, yeah. It's also sung at the Rugby League Challenge Cup, which I also don't know what that is, but they sing it there. Wow. Um, for no apparent reason. Maybe they just stole it from the football. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a sporty person. I don't know if it tells. 
Like, yeah. Don't even stop. I, I just called it the football thing. So clearly, <laughs> clearly I've got just as much knowledge on the subject as you do. Yeah. But less locally, um, there's been a bit of a stir in India recently, earlier this year, mm-hmm. around Abide With Me. Have you got any guesses why that might be? Goodness gracious. India, Abide With Me. I don't know, maybe because of, you know, the relationship between India and Britain and I don't know, maybe there was some tension there between honoring the former king. I don't know. Tell me. You're kind of close. Really? It's it's not exactly guessable. (laughs) So it's actually really weird. And I found this completely by accident. Um, It was some random Indian podcast where they were talking about this and it came up in my Google search. Um, so for years and years, it's been played at the Indian Army's Beat the Retreat ceremony, which is not what it sounds like. It's more like... What does it sound like? <laughs> it sounds like a, you know, a ceremony of running away, but it's actually... The Beat the Retreat is when they used to um, do the ceremony, which would recall patrol troops back to their local castle. Okay. It's an uh, English thing from the 1500s, mm. but it's, it's the colonial influence yeah. Yeah. So there were rumors earlier this year that the Indian army was going to remove Abide With Me from their ceremony. Mm-hmm. And this caused quite a lot of kickback. From Indians? From Indians, okay. yeah. Because it's been part of the ceremony for years. Um, But it's similar to the George V story, but can you guess why they would have that song? Uh, probably someone prominent in the army or something mm, had no not the army but think of famous indians it was <laughs> apparently mahatma gandhi's favorite hymn what? this song has a theme of people who are not christians absolutely loving it and it's so weird because they never yeah. use it appropriately either it's so strange i mean we won't get into it but you know, it's kind of like how Germany's national anthem is a famous hymn. Like the music is a famous hymn. I always feel slightly awkward singing that hymn in yeah. case someone passes by outside the church yeah. and is like, they're singing the German national What's anthem. Going on there? <laughs> but it is weird. Like, I guess it makes sense in some ways because when you think of popularizing music over history, like what medium did we really have to popularize music outside mm. of the church? until like the 20th century. I mean, cause we, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was like, what was something that was common across the world? Well, you know, there's few things that you could point to besides a church to say, yeah, well we brought our hymn from here. And, and you know, when we got radio and when we got television and then we got internet and all that stuff, then all of a sudden songs could become more popular. But before then it really was like the church. That's totally a guess, but it, to me, sounds like that would be why it was so much influence. Church music had so much influence on yeah, secular culture. I mean, I find it weird that it would be one of Gandhi's favorite songs because he was not a guy who liked Christianity. He didn't like joy. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Oh my gosh, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I just whenever I think of Mahatma Gandhi, I think of someone who starved himself. Didn't he set? Did he set himself on fire? What? I'm pretty sure he didn't set himself on no? fire. He How definitely he went on hunger strikes. 
Did he just die? No, he got assassinated, didn't he? Didn't he get shot? I watched a movie once. I'm confusing all sorts of people. You guys know how well I am friends with history. I'm pretty sure he didn't set himself on fire. I just think of suffering unnecessarily when I think of him, but... I believe he was a Hindu. Mm. Um, And not the most morally upright guy, if you do some digging. But anyway, the Indian army play Abide With Me in their Beat the Retreat ceremony because it was a song that he liked and he's a national hero. There you go. There you go. That was completely by accident. I found all that out. But there you go. Um, I'm going to get in so much trouble about saying Gandhi set himself on fire. I'm just, the comments are going to be like, Monet's really like not that smart. I'm like, sorry guys. I just imagined in my head like a video of him like being there, on fire. There were people doing stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was, one of the reasons he went on hunger strike was so that they would stop. He's like, I'm going to starve myself to death if you don't stop killing each other. Yeesh. It worked. Um, well, thank you. But yeah, Indian history is fascinating. Yes. Um, yes, but on the point, back on point, on topic, um, it was actually more recently sung by Emily Sandy at the London Olympics the year, I can't remember, 2012 maybe? Yes, it had to be semi-recently London. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was really weird. It was a memorial to the the victims of the London bombing, the seven seven bombings. Um, but she sang it. I don't. Did you watch the video or did you just listen to the audio? I just listened. Okay, because in the video they've got all these dancers and they're doing like this super fast modern interpretive dance while she's singing this really slow serious song and. I, when I first watched it, I thought that it was playing the wrong video, that the soundtrack <laughs> had been mismatched, but it's weird. I mean, you could look it up. Yeah. Um, but again, that, that comes in with a memorial theme. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on all of this madness? It's kind of hard for me to put into context because I don't know the lyrics off heart. So really, for those of you who are listening, who are like, yeah, this is my favorite song. I could write you the lyrics right now. Like for me, I've heard it a few times. Obviously, I know the lyrics abide with me. Um, but I'm I'm finding it hard to square the circle. Obviously, I know that it's being used um, despite its meaning in all these secular contexts. But mm. I'm struggling seeing the connection between why it'd be sung at a football match and a rugby match and at this military event. And, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. So I don't know. Those Same. are my general thoughts. Same. <laughs> like I've done all the reading on it and I'm still kind of like, why? Yeah. I, I haven't done my people sing at funerals. Anyway. Yeah. No, go on. I was just going to say, it's like when we were talking when we were talking about Amazing Grace, which we do reference quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's people missing the mark of what the meaning of the song is by being like, oh, it's just like a, it's a cultural like cry. But for- that makes sense because if you take God out of it, Amazing yeah. Grace still has some inspirational themes. Abide With Me is literally like, I'm dying, God, please don't leave me, which yeah. is not... A football song like I don't know no <laughs> it is not no anyway the last part of its cultural impact is as I've mentioned and it's the thing that makes me just like the hymn most and 
it's actually one of the reasons my mum despises this song mm. and it's that it's highly popular it was highly popular at secular funerals and um, mm. particularly nom- nominal churchgoers okay um i personally think that there is a bitter irony in a song expressing faith in god to help you through death being sung at the funeral of an unbeliever it's not only irrelevant it's a bit late for that yeah it's it's really sad yeah i mean it the, the lyrics are a beautiful expression of faith in the face of one of the hardest things you will ever go through but it's just weird that yeah anyway um with that in mind we'll take a quick look at the tune and the lyrics so if henry light's life was not tragic enough i know she said we're gonna talk about how he died and then we're gonna talk about culture and now we're about to get dark again well this is why i talked about the culture in between i was like because i just don't yeah Yeah, it's a sad sandwich Um, so Henry Light wrote his own tune for this song. No idea what it was. Couldn't find it. Wow. When did he live again? Um, 17 something to 1847. Okay. Yep. Um, the one that we sing now is called Eventide and it was written by another Henry, um, Henry Monk, who was the organist and director for King's Choir London organist yeah we like organists mm-hmm. um yeah king's choir london still has a choir and uh, you can actually find them on youtube performing this song and a bunch of other hymns cool um but back in the day he was the director and with abide with me the story is that monk sat down and wrote it in about half an hour the whole thing melody harmony everything um and he wrote it in the wake of losing his daughter Oh. Yeah. So I guess the words resonated with him and he thought, I'm going to compose a tune for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that I like about this hymn is that it has strong undercurrents of hope in God. It is about your impending death, but it has that yeah. that faith in God. Um, and I think what makes the song so moving is that Henry Light was staring down death as he wrote it. Yeah. Like he knew he was going to die pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd been facing his death, his death, his whole life pretty much. So, um, so it, it is a heartfelt prayer of a dying man to God. Mm. And I think that's partly what gives it its power um, rather than someone like me who's young and relatively healthy being like, oh yes, I trust God in death because mm. for me that's um, God willing, fairly distant reality. Well, that's what that's what um, faith really is. You know, people use faith kind of in this like ethereal, fluffy, like misty kind of way. Oh, you just have to have faith. Or I have faith in God. But your faith is really about that moment when you close your eyes for the last time on earth. It's trusting him that yeah. he's going to see you safe to the other side. That, that That's what the faith is. You're saying, I have faith that, you know, Christ has made that way for me to... Hebrews 11, 1. Yeah. Faith is being sure of what is hoped for, mm-hmm. certain of what is not yet seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. So I think hearing a song 
people, I don't know. It's not grim for the Christian to talk about death. It might seem like it because we avoid it like the, like the plague, because the plague causes death. Um, we, we avoid speaking about it in our culture, but it's not grim for the, for the Christian to speak of death because the hope that we have is so, yeah. um, secure. Yeah. You know, anyways, I don't want to take away. But it is pertinent, um, not just because J.I. Packer passed away, but because we're hopefully at the tail end of a, what's been called a global pandemic. So yeah. people are dying, um, you know, so it, it is a good song to look at at the moment, actually. Yeah. The um, poetic style is called a meditatio or meditatio mortis, which just means meditation on death. Mm. Uh, the Victorians were pretty obsessed with death. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. They used to do things like they would do their cemeteries and graveyards up nice and they would have like picnics and stuff. You know what? I'm not going to judge that because my... My husband's um, grandmother passed away a few years ago and where she was buried was one of the most beautiful places that I had ever been to. And I was like, Daniel, this is really weird, but this is such a lovely like grave graveyard. And and he kind of just was like, yeah, I mean, this is what they look like, because I'm used to like literally a huge lawn with just little stones on it. And it's really like kind of grim and even kind of the, the ones here in the UK with like the huge tombstones and Mm -hmm. like, it's like got a gate around it and like a crow and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, kind of feels kind of scary, but in, in Germany, at least this particular one where we were, it was like a beautiful garden. Mm. Like it was really, really beautiful. And there was benches everywhere. And you totally could just be like, oh, what a lovely park. And then you look down and you're like, oh, wait, that's a tombstone. <laughs> Whoops. It's like that. Some of the yeah. older cemeteries, like the one near where my parents live. We used to go for walks around there because mm. like it's really nice. Mm. Like Anyway, um, so it, it was not uncommon to have poetry like this um which is interesting I think we think it's morbid today but like death and politics are two things you just don't talk about <laughs> apart you from haven't politics. been to my house <laughs> <laughs> I know don't come same. to the Funka residence because we talk about that all the time <laughs> in a good way in a good um, way but yeah but that also led to the question about whether this is supposed to be a song or whether it's a poem for meditation but because it has a hit as a tune I'm just like, yeah, it's a song because he wrote a tune for it. Yeah. But it can be used as both. Um, So I love the repetition of Abide With Me, but it also really gets to me. Tell me why. Well, because there's like, there's faith there. It's like, yes, abide with me. But there's also, I don't know if it's just like the way I'm reading it, but it feels like there's a little bit of like, please don't leave me like that kind of almost fear and kind of pleading yeah yeah so this is a man who's facing the last enemy death yeah and he's just begging god like don't let me do this on my own yeah and i think that gets to me because it is a human thing to fear death Mm -hmm. so i think that um I've seen, so I used to work in a nursing home um, and a lot of it was palliative care. So I have sat with people if they died. And it, it's interesting because those who are not believers, it's very clear that if they're not scared, their family are terrified. Wow. 
So it is a very distressing time for people who have no faith. And so this kind of cry of abide with me is, it gets to me because I've seen people die without faith. Yeah. And that's like a horrifying thought. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I love though that Henry Francis Light didn't turn to his family and say, don't leave me. So I've seen like one older lady who passed away and she was just desperate that her family would be there for her. Yeah. So it's beautiful that instead of turning to people, he was just like, it's God that I need in this moment Mm -hmm. and it's him that I want with me. Yeah. And then of course you get that final verse ending in glory, which we love. Ends in glory. Um, Heaven's morning breaks and Henry Francis Light is abiding with God forever now. Amen. Amen. So there is that positive, like abide with me is about the lead up to death, but it also expresses that faith that he's going to walk with me through it mm-hmm. and I'm going to get to the other side and I'm going to abide with him forever. Yeah. So just to wrap up, Monet is going to read a couple verses for us. Um, the first verse is the verse that Henry Francis like got the abide with me theme from. And the second is um, a more famous verse from Psalm 23 that's relevant. But first, do you mind if I read the lyrics? Please. So I'm going to read it like a poem. I'm not going to sing it. Should I get you like a beret and some shades? I'll go get my violin and just be like... (laughs) Go for it. Do my beatnik poem impression. (laughs) Um, So the lyrics are this. Abide with me. Fast falls the even tide, the darkness deepens, Lord with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, abide with me. Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day, earth's joys grow dim and its glories pass away. Change and decay in all around I see, O thou who changest not, abide with me. I need thy presence every passing hour. What thy grace can foil the tempter's power? Who like thyself my guide and stay can be? Through cloud and sunshine, Lord, abide with me. I fear no foe with thee at hand to bless. Ills have no weight, tears no bitterness. Where is death's sting? Where grave thy victory? I triumph still if thou abide with me. Hold thou my cross before my closing eyes. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. Heaven's morning breaks and earth's vain shadows flee. In life, in death, O Lord, abide with me. Wow. They're great words. It's almost better that you just read it, you know? Maybe the tune and its familiarity and its its tone takes you away from listening to like how powerful the lyrics actually are. I've actually discovered this recently. Um, as I look at hymns, I read them as poetry. Yeah. I've been reading um, my hymn book as a poetry book. Mm. And even just reading it out loud, it helps you to think about the words and to hear them. And I yeah. think that gives you a new appreciation. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So um, the verse that he got this Abide With Me theme from is actually from Luke twenty four twenty nine where the two disciples are on the road to Emmaus and Mm. Jesus opens the scriptures to him. Mm. And then at the end, they're like, please stay with us. Mm. Um, So if you want to read that. 
You know I love to read scripture. <laughs> Any opportunity, 2429. Yep. Long page here. Bear with me as I shuffle paper. Just lick your fingers. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. I love that he went in to stay with them. <laughs> and then just briefly, another really good verse for this hymn is Psalm 23, verse 4. Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So there you go. Great hymn. You got nothing to fear. He's not leaving you anytime soon. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. That is really encouraging. And I do think as we look through some of these hymns and really break down their lyrics and break down their history, I hope it does for you what it does for me and what it does for us, which Mm -hmm. is give us more encouragement and more reminders to praise the Lord. Um, This is a great reminder and a great truth that we can call out for the Lord and he hears our prayers because of what Christ has done. And we can rest assured, we could have that sure hope yeah. that on the other side of this life, there is perfect peace with God. So I think that just about wraps up this episode of Him Partial. Many thanks to Kara for this in-depth look at Abide With Me. Let us know, did you know this song before this episode? Is there anything that we left out that you'd want to hear more about? Leave us a comment below and let us know. We definitely, definitely want to hear from you. And we listen. And we do. (laughs) And we definitely do. So go ahead, hit that like button on this video. And until next time, I'm Renee Funka. I'm Cara Devereaux. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye. Bye.